This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Here's a question for you. How do you view the world? And I don't mean how do you view the world in terms of you know, do you view the world as a safe place, a happy place, a sad place? That's not what I mean. I mean, how do you view the world in terms of what's the lens that you see it through? Is it the evening news? Is it books and magazines? Is it YouTube videos? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it things people tell you? What is it? Not even just the whole world, but even around the country. I'm here outside of Philadelphia. How do I know what's going on in Charleston, South Carolina right now? As far as I could tell, I was down there a couple months ago. And uh, it seemed to me that race relations were just fine for the most part. I didn't see any evidence of any of this nonsense that we hear people talking about today. The whole world coming unglued. It didn't seem that way in Charleston, I can tell you that. I don't know. How is it in Iowa? But it's pretty peaceful out there, too. Maybe in Wisconsin, probably pretty peaceful out there, too, for the most part. Maybe in some of the cities. The cities, that's where the problems lie, right? Cities, they become scary. And I'm going to tell you, that's not just... uh, that's not just talk. We were down, my son got us for Christmas. Oh, it's, it's just the kid warms my heart, I can't tell you. Uh, he got us a gift. Um, I could tell his girlfriend had a hand in it, which is fine, you know. Uh, but he got us tickets to a comedy show at a place called Club, Club Helium down in Center City, Philadelphia, outside of Rittenhouse Square. Definitely a, an upscale area of Philadelphia, okay? I performed there a few times, been there many times. Hadn't been there in quite a long time ago. Long time. I used to be an Irish pub around the corner. It was a bit of a staple in Philadelphia that I would kind of get. I'm not a big, big center city Philadelphia guy, but the Irish pub outside of Rittenhouse Square and uh, Helium Comedy Club, I thought were pretty cool. Anyway, we go back down a couple months ago, gift from my son. It did not feel safe. It did not feel friendly. It did not feel clean. That's all I'm going to tell you. But... That's, you know, firsthand what I'm seeing. I can see the clear uh, destruction, degradation. I wish I could convey easily what led us to all that. It was a work stoppage created by Corona to continue this march of, of one world government. It's just, it's so dystopian what's going on to me. But let's not get into that. I want to go in a different direction. Yesterday, I mentioned that what we need most in our communities, our country, and probably around the world right now, certainly in our families, I didn't mean to skip over that, what we need most to fix the onslaught of problems that we're seeing is to rebuild people's hope in the future. And we need to provide the truth, the cold, hard truth. As I thought about this a little more, I realized how these two are are tied together because if you don't have the truth, how can you possibly have hope? Because if you're basing your hope on a lie, what is that? It's false hope. And so hope without truth isn't hope. It's despair. Maybe that's why so much uh, we see so much of this despair right now. I was on Twitter. I asked you, how do you view what's going on around the world? I saw a British man and American woman have these 
psychotic meltdowns on the plane. Everybody's going, oh, what's causing it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the psychedelics. They're pumping drugs. I saw an ad for uh, marijuana-infused alcohol. What could go wrong? Maybe they're serving it on the plane. They're being lied to and deceived at every turn. It has to be fixed. Because people cannot live freely and certainly not enjoy the pursuit of happiness when we're living in a world of despair that's brought on by a daily barrage of lies on everything. And you might be asking, uh, well, certainly you can have the truth without hope. And not really. Because if you really understand our purpose, our meaning, and our role, and you understand the truth about that, you'll have hope. You'll have hope because if you know the truth, good always prevails. If, you, if we allow ourselves to fall into the trap of lies and despair, we are going to find a long line of self-fulfilling prophecies that are already being made. World War III, economic destruction, AI takes over, dystopia, blah, blah, and just keep marching right to it. Very much already known. I've said many times we're at a crossroads. And we are always at a crossroads, right? Differences in the path we choose. Here's a simple truth for you. It's always the case in one way or the other. It's why we have to be so diligent. Either way, it's my commitment to to you to do the best I can to use my voice and this microphone to share hope and truth as best I can. And I hope I can stay focused on that. I do. You know, one of the things I mentioned the past couple of days is that we need to be protecting our children. Have you seen this movie that came out? I forget the name of a Christian movie about uh, rescuing children, this guy that went and rescued children. Uh, it's, it's harrowing. But these attacks on children have been going on since the days of the Catholic Church. Coming to realize that it's always it's, it's a, a tragedy, this mass child-killing, you know, acceptable mistreating of children. Uh, it's just something I find, um, I don't know, the word you even put on that. But here's a little, a little truth you don't want to forget. Power corrupts. And we see that happening now. It's switched from the Catholic Church to the public schools. Now we've got the dirty teachers and the doggone schools and private school vouchers. And if we don't fix the foundation, those problems are going to continue at the same rate. I mean, you can put cameras and this and that, and people always find ways to, to work around it, especially when they're uh, manipulating the children. I saw a video on Twitter. Now, here's the thing about this, right? You see this, and your mind kind of forgets about the context. There's a video I saw. Now, let me just tell you what it was. It was little um, black babies. They were in diapers. And I'm going to say they were maybe at least three or four, maybe five small kids. And uh, two police officers stand on the corner, no, no supervision of these kids. And they were kicking the cops, cursing, vulgar cursing, hitting the cop pretty hard, like able to swing like a haymaker kind of punch. And I'm like, man, where does this come from? How does this happen? Now, here's the thing about viewing that through Twitter. I don't have any idea when, where. <laughs> well, it, it must have been America speaking English. I'm guessing Chicago or somewhere like that. I don't know. 
but it's pretty harrowing. But you don't know you don't know the context at all, right? Now the kids are misbehaving that much for sure. Like, what are we creating here? Uh, and I look at what's going on in France, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, we talk about preparation and you know uh, preparing. By the way, I'll just make this as a side note. Isn't just about stocking up on things. It's about knowledge and making plans. Um, at least the checklist I like to use, right? If you got a bug out and you, you say, you know, one hour's notice. Well, what, we have some threats here. Uh, I've actually seen the county emergency management uh, report and looked at the point data for our location. We have a rail line that uh, we have some limited exposure to. I don't think this situation would find it to us like that uh, Ohio situation, but it's possible. I'm going to say, what are we, um, well, we're about two miles from that rail line. Maybe not. Might be might be closer in, in some spots. It kind of wraps around us. So, I don't know, a mile and a half away from the, is that, an, and we're uphill. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I guess it depends on what happens. Uh, but there, there's some risk there. What? So, say, suppose you have an hour. You say, look, the rail, the train ran off the rails, and we have to do uh, a controlled burn. And you got an and the, the fallout from that is going to be, you know, uh, in unbreathable air. You got to get out. You got to evacuate. You got an hour. Uh, what do you do? Uh, grab the dogs, the kids. Everything else can wait. Really, uh, that's a bold move. I think I'd want to have a little more than that. Hopefully, I don't know. But uh, making plans, being prepared, I think it's as important as well. But anyway, back to the the video and the and the kids. Um, I asked myself, you know, you look at the the damage that was done by the Catholic Church, and you know, here's just a weird thing I'll say to you. I'm sure I'll take some some hits on this. I feel like I have a better ability to see evil. Is that weird? I think it is. I'm probably just fooling myself on that. But there's just some people I'm like, well, they don't look godly to me. I can just see it. I don't know. And maybe I'm being prejudicial, right? And there's no, it's not bound by race or anything. I see people of all races and, and things like that that um, yeah, have great relationships with. It's not my style. But it's not my, my point on that. Um, this problem in the, in the, in the Catholic church, the, of the poisoning of the children, how far back did that go? Centuries really. And what is that poisoning done? You know, this is, here's something biblical for you, really kind of crazy. And they talk in the Bible, you know, not all people realize it or focus on it, but there's very much talk about lineage and, um, and the seed, right? Of the offspring. And what happens when there's these incestual cases or, um, cases of, of just evil people. I, I don't know. Generation on generation. You look at the kids in that video, whatever the context of it, you say, what, what are their chances of staying out of prison? I can tell you a, a personal story, white kid, if it matters to you, living in a, a town we, we used to live in, and my son knew of them, luckily never got tied up with them. And uh, parents were heavy drug users not aware of any abuse or incestual type things, but I'm sure there was inherent abuse in the dysfunction. I'm going to say fifth, sixth grade, this kid's in trouble with the police. He's now in prison for the rest of his life. I forget what he did. Just uh, was his pattern. He, you'd see him on school days, 
um, laying down on a skateboard, riding down the street, smoking a cigarette. He's like in eighth grade. Crazy, right? Um, and just generation, those people are long gone. Who knows whatever happened to them, the kid. What happens to them? They're rotting somewhere, not useful to society. I'm not trying to be judgmental. The real focus I wanted to talk about was this the damage to the children. And then, you know, I say that to say we need to be careful how we judge. You know, you, you don't know the, the path, uh, the pattern that, that people have dealt with in their, in their past. I, I find it a little freaky because I never experienced anything like that, either witnessing it um, or participating in it. Not that I would necessarily discuss that here. Um, I've never known anybody that was abused. Um, and I say to myself, you know, through my lens, is, is like, is this serious? Is this just another, another World War III's coming because Ukraine and, and Russia have the nuclear power plant bombed or whatever was going on? You know, everybody's like, July 5th, it's going off. You know, but anyway, you know, the, the, the reports of the child abductions and human trafficking, how do I know? You know, the lens I'm seeing things through, I'm not seeing any of that firsthand. And believe me when I tell you, I'm not saying I don't think it's going on. Going on. The only firsthand knowledge I do have, and by the way, I just heard this from somebody else in another town 10 miles away from us. Uh, we have a couple hotels in town. I'm trying to think how many. Maybe uh, one, two. We have at least three that I'm aware of. And uh, at least two of the three are seriously problematic. One, because people come out of the inner city, uh, mostly black, and they go in there and, and get in fights and trash the place up and, and things like that. Constant police response down there. I don't know if it's gangs or what it is. Then, up the street, uh, there's a nice hotel, no problems. And the other one, it's child trafficking, uh, prostitution, mostly uh, white, Asian, some Latino. So you get the full, the full cultural gamut there. It's like at the bottom edge of town. Uh, but these hotels, my boy, we're a very low crime town. You know, we don't we don't really have bars. There's we have uh, well, I think we have officially one. No, well, there's more than one bar. There's a couple of restaurants up at the top end of town. But we don't we don't we don't have any dive bars. I could tell you that. I mean, these are restaurants really with with a bar, and. Uh, you know, family restaurants to boot, not, nothing of, of any other kind. And so it's very low crime. Uh, but notwithstanding that, the hotels are a real problem. Then I hear somebody else saying it 10 miles away. And, and the story up there was that um, they had put uh, immigrants and homeless they were putting up in there. And uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine this stuff? And... and this is what I'm hearing firsthand. This is the stuff that really concerns me. You know, you're you're on a trip, you're driving across the country, and you pull into, uh, you know, nobody'sville, nobody ever heard of it, Indiana, and you've got your hotel. I don't think it even has to be that. It could be in the city now too. I mean, look where I'm telling you, we're in a nice area. The place I'm talking about is a very nice area, nice hotels. Can you imagine you go in there? And you're like, what the hell is that? Somebody's don't, you know, did you, anybody know if anybody saw these airplane videos with these people in their psychosis freaking out? But, you know, people get all uh, drugged up like that and they're tweaking and twerking and whatever it is they're doing. Um, all kinds of problems come out of that. 
it's not a good environment for children or people that can't defend themselves and even for people that can. Who wants to get tied up in that? But my bigger question in all that, well, first of all, I mentioned that check into what's going on with the hotels in your town. You might be surprised. And think about that if you're traveling. Preparation. Imagine you check in, you're, you know, uh, whatever, you know, two days away from home and then you got these, these you know, crackheads in there. You know, there's people that don't like you to say, don't say that. It's a, it's, it's a, an addiction, not a choice. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, let's stick, it, stick to the point. I look at all this, and there's clear evidence of large-scale human suffering. You know, we forget that sometimes. Oh, the crackheads, ah, the homo, bums, ah. I mean, we don't know their stories either. You know, they're lazy, they don't want to work, they don't what? How do you know that? How do you know any of that? How do you know? People fall into all kinds of, you know, the destruction of the family, right? Let's go back to that. Oh, what's the consequence of that? Well, in part this, how many of these people come from good families that, that are in these ghettos? Some do. Some do. I mean, we see that too, but not most. I don't believe so. And so you've had generations of this. And, and how many of these damaged children running around? And why is it allowed to go on? How is it going on? Have our law enforcement or policing, is it, has it gotten so um, you know, far removed that they just can't keep up? I think that's a big part of it. I really do. The cost of policing, the way they've hogtied the police, and the way the politicians do the exact opposite of what's needed. I was having a little email exchange with our friend Dan. I forget the exact topic that he brought. I think it was the border. And, you know, is it, is it, is it a plan or is it just, um, you know, poor management, so incompetence? I said, oh, it's a plan. <laughs> uh, I said, look, if, if I have deer uh, coming around my house chewing up the plants, what am I going to do about it? Well, if you say to me, hey, uh, Chris, can you help me? You know what to do with deer. And I, and I go out there. And you say to me, well, you know, but we don't want to shoot the deer. Um, you know, my children, is there, is there a better way? Um, how about if we feed them <laughs> and we make them pets instead, right? I mean, this is the, the way the, the liberals think. Now, Dan pushed back. He said, we're not talking about deer here, understandably. But my point is that our government policies are largely destructive. Largely, not all of them. In the political class, the power that's come with it is just really corrupted. I don't know. How many damaged kids running around? That's my, my big question, and where are we going with that? Listen to this. Um, if, if this doesn't blow your mind, you can check this out in the show notes. The Rosie O'Donnell. Do you remember the Menendez murders? Does anybody remember that? It was a, I was in high school then, I think. Kids shot the parents, and then they tried saying after the everybody said, oh, I was for the money, it was for the money. Well, then when they got caught, they said, No, nah, the father was abusing the son. Rosie O'Donnell, and there's other supposed evidence about this, suggesting that that's in fact the case that the father was abusive. Why wouldn't it suffice for him just to get away as opposed to killing the father, getting away and Reporting it. I don't think many people have a full idea of what happens in those situations. I had a thought too, you know, when I was in high school, I think I remember a girl or two who ended up pregnant at a very, very early age. And they were kind of shunned and labeled sluts. And I look back now and I think, hmm, 
I wonder how many of them it was an incest situation. It's troubling to me. It's really, when you look at this movie that came out and, and the number of people that are, is it true? Is it, can anybody verify? I believe it is. I believe it is. And it's not just the, the physical assaults. One of the things I've talked about is the impact of pornography. There's a video here. I'm not going to play it for you. Um, where Ten Bundy makes a little observation. Now, I'm sure that I'm not a psychologist, so you got to be a little careful with these conclusions. But Ted Bundy said that, um, you know, he was in prison with some horrific criminals, and all of them were addicted to pornography, without exception. Um, you know, now, people would then take that and say, well, you know, it's a gateway. And um, I don't, I don't believe that. It may be an enabler, right? I mean, if you couldn't get crack pipes, would there be crack addicts? You know, I don't know. If you couldn't get the crack, likely you wouldn't. But I would suggest to you that it would be likely that those same people would imbibe themselves with whatever they had to even paint. And it's a real occurrence. And I go back to... In all this, look, you got, you know, parents killing children, children, children killing parents. This out of what's being reported, uh, you know, out of control uh, sexual relationships that's beyond disgusting. I mean, um, I don't know. It's just you look at the totality of it. And then you look at the, the drug use. What does that indicate to you? That the people are, are miserable. The suicide rate in the military. Uh, but why? Well, maybe because they're hating their lives. <laughs> Anybody asked? I don't know. Why don't they ask? Hey, have you, you know, ever thought, I don't know. Maybe not getting good feedback on it. Why? Because people have lost hope. Maybe because they're getting lied to at every turn and it's driving them nuts. I don't know. That's the impact. I have the article right here. Not published in the American media, Russian media. I don't know. Crazy times. But I think that, um, you know, finding hope in the truth, which comes from the Bible, it really does. You know, the more people that I've talked to that are happy, successful, and I don't mean like big money, and I don't mean that at all. I don't mean to say people that are problem-free at all. But the people that I know are okay, I wouldn't even put it like that. The people that I know that are, you know, doing well emotionally, uh, spiritually, otherwise, um, they're biblically literate. And I think it does make a sense. But whatever you choose on that, uh, staying positive and having hope in the future that the good is going to ultimately prevail and that you play a role in that. Um, the truth is, is a little hard to discover these days, right? Look what I said it just you know just the other day. World War J- July fifth, maybe the sixth, if because of a rain delay. <laughs> I kid you not. This was the report, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, it's a little strange. I mean, if Russia wants to start a nuclear war, why don't they just nuke Ukraine? And if they were going to go through all that, why don't they just start bombing Kiev? Very strange thing to me why they aren't bombing Kiev, as a matter of fact. You had to look at that, right? But anyway, as far as the truth goes, every day it's a new thing. So then they roll, the, the July 5th comes as the 6th is getting teed up and the World War III warning is wearing off. 
Um, and then, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, Z called Putin and told him no. And yeah, nobody knows. It's all bunk. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Z got off the phone. Like, Make sure that somebody out there knows that I just made this call. I, I don't think so. I'm going to say it's done. Kind of thing would be done. Pretty top secret. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, the point is this. Uh, you got to work to find the truth a little bit. I would hope to find the truth. And I'll tell you a simple way to find the truth. Just go outside. Just go outside. You know, you go out and, and you look up. It, it's real. It's real. It's true. I was, so many things I could tell you to tie in with all this. Um, you know, the, the, the vaccines and, and what it's causing. And, and then you look into that and come to realize that, like, almost all of the major diseases that we're dealing with right now are man-made. And then just look back at the Bible, the lepers, right? There's other diseases. And I wonder, was it man-made then too? Or man-created? And why? Why would we be poisoning ourselves like this? You know, and, and the more we do it, right? So they create more vaccines. Um, big evidence that <clears throat> Lyme's disease, for example, came out of a lab. Pretty much, I think, common knowledge, if I'm not mistaken, COVID pretty much now, that they want you to get a get a vaccine, not just one, booster. I already saw this fall, yep, they're going to be asking you to get the trifecta, the flu, the SARS, and the COVID. More and more pumping into you. And nobody's saying, you know, our population's pretty sick, mentally ill. Maybe we should look into the causes. Maybe they already know. Maybe they should do a share those results with the rest of the world. For me, I'm going to go the path of natural as I can and uh, believing in things that I know to be true. It's hard right now, right? Oh, there was one last thing I wanted to tell you in all this. Very, very important as far as restoring hope. Just worry about yourself. Not your kids, not your spouse, not your boss, not your neighbor, not your brother. Not Just take care of you, right? You live true to your convictions, and you live true to your desires, and just do the best you can. And I'm not saying don't help people. I'm not saying be selfish. I'm just saying don't worry about that stuff. Your focus needs to be being the best of you. What changes do you need to make? What little lies have you told? What uh, poor habits have you engaged in that have led you down a path of of being less than, than the person that you could be? I think if you if you bring those things back, you sprinkle in a little truth in there, and I think people will be pretty hopeful again. I really do. I'll leave you with this. I was watching a video. I don't know if I believe it. So the, and I do believe it, actually. We have all the resources right here in America to completely take care of ourselves and much, much more. We're a net exporter of food and energy. Certainly there's little pieces of this and that there, iron ore, but I think we could solve that as well. Uh, where's iron ore come from? Russia. So they say some problems coming. The iron's not moving. Uh, so any steel we have here today is recycled, so you can't get high-quality stuff. Uh, I've seen some of the impact of that for sure. I wasn't aware of that detail. No more Russian steel. No more Russian pig iron. Um, but I think we have it here in Pennsylvania. I really do. And and we could bring these things back. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? I don't know why we wouldn't. We could make it here. We could bring back jobs, have a good foundation, and restore some hope for the future. They say that there's this big 
uh, manufacturing boom going on across the country that's going to do some of this that I'm talking about. Well, it'll be interesting to see if it happens. The other thing that they said was that um, this year will be a uh, the lowest year of food production in however long. Now, is that bad? I haven't heard anybody say that it's going to be a problem. It seems to me that there's plenty of food around, has been. I look at all these things as scare tactics. It's really, I think a lot of it is just scare tactics, driving up the prices. More and more uh, property. How much uh, uh, business is focusing? Like, heck with, heck with working through the government. We'll just push out our own propaganda, our own lies, and get people to believe that there's a food shortage. They'll buy even more. <laughs> Which your case but doubles the problem if it is real, right? See how it goes? Anyway, truth and hope. Think about it. You can't have one without the other. So go find the truth, and you naturally find yourself hope for the future. Hey, God willing, I don't know when I'm coming back. It's Friday here now. Uh, I'm looking forward to a bit of a relaxing weekend. I told you I messed up my back a little bit. I got this little back uh, uh, belt to uh, help give a little support. Hopefully get back to work this weekend. I got a lot of great stuff to talk about. I, I want to just kind of keep it light today and talk about something a little different. I know I need to move, do more of that as well. But I do have some important stuff to update you on. God willing, we'll be back sometime next week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, no, I don't know. Early in the week, I'll be back. I hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.